Welcome back to the Rain Done podcast. Today I'm talking to Dr. Paul Hubbard, who is the founder of the Institute for Holographic Sound and Inner Balance. Paul holds a PhD in psychology, is certified in hypnosis and grief recovery, and is an addictions recovery coach. He is also an intuitive counselor who works with the healing vibration of sound and music in its multidimensional holographic form using vocal toning and crystal singing bowls, blending both traditional and conventional methods. Paul teaches throughout the US and internationally. He has co-created and shared the stage with many leaders in their fields, including Greg Braden, John Bradshaw, Tom Kenyon, Alton Camadon, Drunvalo Malchizedek, and others. In April, Paul will be in South Africa to teach his holographic sound healing certification training in both Joburg and Cape Town. If you would love to join us for these workshops, whether to deepen your own practice, to incorporate into your current healing modalities or to become a specialized sound healer, you can contact me for more info on Instagram or email. My details are in the show notes as well as Paul's website where you can find more info. I'd love to begin with what first drew you to sound. <laughs> well, I've, I've always been... Um, I've always loved music and for my entire life. And um, what drew me into specifically working with sound for healing is back in 1991, I got a message from spirit. And the message was, if you don't start using your voice, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. And um, so that, you know, being where I come from, it, I, I, I wasn't into regret, so um, I began to take steps because using my voice terrified me. And uh, but I began to take steps to move into that and begin to get more comfortable with my voice and more comfortable with uh, vocalizing in front of others. And then through that experience, I realized that it wasn't so much about singing; it was about using voice and using sound for the purposes of healing. And so then the ball started rolling. I really love what you just shared because I can relate to it so much. And I'm yeah. obviously only at the start of my journey with that, um, much more in the baby step stage, but it was very much the same for me as well. I've always been scared of using my voice. I never considered myself a singer or somebody who sings. And I just started getting this really clear message to start using my voice. And as well, I've come to realize it's not about singing for the sake of singing a beautiful song. It's right. about the healing power of sound and of using your voice. Although beautiful songs are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that's, always, that's always nice as well. Mm. But the power is just extraordinary you know through you know through the use of sound and particularly through the voice because um you know uh, the voice it, it's a living instrument and that's the most powerful instrument that we have available to us is this living energy and so to be able to bring 
to bring that energy through and through the voice is, uh, you know, it's unstoppable. You know, we can, we, there are no limits as to the potential as to what we can do. Mm. So once you got this message and you decided that, okay, I'm following the call, how did you get started? Well, uh, as I, I began to work more with the voice, I, I, I actually had some vocal teachers and each one I learned different things about, uh, about working with the voice and about strengthening it and expanding your potential with your voice and all of that. And I, you know, I was already in the healing field. You know, my background is in psychology. And um, so I was already into working with and assisting others into various forms of recovery and health and so on. So it just seemed natural. It seemed like a natural segue moving from, you know, my more mainstream kind of stuff into incorporating sound into what I was doing. And around 1995, I discovered the crystal bowls. And that just was a whole nother layer of stuff to be able to, you know, to harmonize with the bowls and to be able to uh, utilize that energy as well, along with the voice. And the, the beauty of crystal bowls is that they're a living energy too, you know, because crystals are alive, they're growing. You can you can take an original, you know, like a, a natural crystal and take a picture of one of the windows of the crystal. And a few months later, uh, you know, a few months up to six months later, come back and take another picture. It will have changed really? because. Yeah. Yeah. I never Try knew it. that. <laughs> yeah. Because they're growing and I mean, changing. It makes sense, though, because we know that they grow in the earth. I just never thought about the fact that the crystal that's sitting on my shelf is still growing. It is. That's it amazing. Is. Take, take a picture. Okay. For people that don't know, because I, I often get people that are very curious about the bowls and they, they don't know what they are. So maybe you could explain a little bit about what they are, how they're made, and what makes them well, so special. They, uh, they've been around for a really long time. I, I, I take groups to Egypt, and um, I have been doing that for uh, going on 25 years now. And <clears throat> the, thing, the thing about the crystal bowls is they existed in early Egypt and beyond early Egypt back into Atlantean times as well. And we've just rediscovered them. And the amazing thing is that re we rediscovered them through the computer industry. Go figure. You know, all of the, the wafers, the components, the chips that go into computers, they're made inside crystal bowls because the crystal bowl is a pristine uh, geometric form within the bowl. And they're done in what's, what are called clean rooms. And so all of the components, your hard drive is, uh, is a man-made crystal. You know, that's what holds all the information from your with your computer. I mean, people have no idea. You know, some some people would say, oh, crystals, you know, it's like, you know, ha 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 ha, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, they have no idea that their cell phones, yes. their TVs, their stereos, all of that without crystal technology, they wouldn't work. 
you know, it's the foundation of our technology. And I always just, love pointing that know. out. Yeah. When people are like, oh, crystals, woo woo, what is that going to yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. You know, from your watch to your laptop, it all operates off of crystal technology. Yeah. All these computers and the cars and stuff, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, without the crystal technology, they wouldn't work. Yeah. I mean, it's the base of our our entire technological world are crystals. Mm. You know, it's just, and people, they just have no idea. They have no idea what's, what's really going on behind the scenes technologically. And the crystals, now how they, how they were discovered in this life as far as crystal bowls is around the mid eighties, somebody in the industry took because once they use one, they have to dispose of it. And so they took and they found that they played a tone, mm -hmm. just like the Tibetan metal bowls. And so then it's like everything took off. And crystal bowls, uh, as they are now became a part of our fabric of our current existence. And the crystal bowls have even evolved in that I design my own crystal bowls. And what I do is I take and blend other stones in with the quartz crystal. And in doing that, we're also not only taking the energy of the quartz, but we're taking the energy of other stones too, and how they lend their energy and add to uh, a healing process when you're, you know, when you're using a bowl with the body or, or uh, healing with the earth or whatever. So it's, it's really cool. And, uh, you know, and where you can go with them. Yeah, your bowls are really beautiful. Thanks. Mm. Thanks. And you've only seen a few. I know. I mean, there's, <laughs> I've seen photos. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're off the charts. And, uh, oh, man, the, the um the sound quality is just amazing i i've kind of got stuck on these uh you know adding other stones to the bowls but then also adding gold and oh, wow. they they just they take them to another level you know because the gold bowls um they have such a pure sound to them you know, there's the bowls are beautiful no matter what kind you get, but the gold just adds such a crisp and, and pure sound to the already beautiful sound of the chords. Yeah, so it's they're cool. I'm kind of stuck on the gold ones right now. Yeah, personally. sure, because gold is such a potent alchemical metal. It is. Yeah, it is. It I mean, has really amazing properties. And back in Egyptian time, it was it was sacred, you know, and it still is. You know, what is our what is our money based on gold? You know, I mean, every, everything ties back into gold. Yeah. So it's it's extraordinary. So you've already mentioned that you take groups to Egypt and I'm really curious to know if your journey with Egypt ran parallel to your journey with sound, because for me it has. <laughs> oh, very much, very much so. Yeah. Uh, 1999 was my first group that I took. And 
uh, every every time, and I go almost every year, and every time is just another experience to expand. And but that first one, I got back, and I work with a group of masters known as the Hathors, mm-hmm. and they're they're known as masters of sound and love, and. <clears throat> When I got back after that first trip, I was invited up to Canada to do a, a, a belief system because I do a lot of work with the belief system as well. And to do a belief system work that's blended with, with sound. And the host asked, would you add another day to the training and do something with the Hathors? And I said, sure. I had no idea what I was going to do. And so a few days went by and I'm thinking, oh, man, what what am I going to do here? And so I asked and I said, "Okay, so what are we going to do in this this extra day? And they just started downloading all this information between them and other masters. That's what came to be the holographic sound healing work. And that's where it started was in that first download from the Hathors. So, yeah, so Egypt has been pretty profound for me. It has literally paved the way because the holographic sound work, it was going on in early Egyptian time. And then, of course, we lost, you know, during that time, those early, early years in Egypt, our, our vibration was already dropping. It continued to drop. And as it was dropping, we lost the ability to use sound holographically or multidimensionally to open it up with the geometries and because our vibration was too low. And of course, for us, our vibration, this is our history, our vibration continued to drop. We went through what we know as the dark ages and then slowly, and I mean really slowly, began to increase our vibration once again. And another occurrence, and I think everything is synchronous in that in 1999, we hit an evolutionary point in our, our evolution as humans, where our vibration had risen sufficiently to a point to where we could bring in and hold the holographic energy once again. And that's, that's why and how everything began to open up at that point. So yeah, Egypt is... It's been a really powerful experience for me. Yeah, me too. It was after my first trip to Egypt that sound just like spontaneously came into my awareness. And that was when I started getting this message to work with my voice. And yeah, so it was really like activated just by being on the land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I know you were just there. You were there... Um, couple of months ago. I think it, yeah, well, I think it was just before I went, yes. somewhere right around the same time. And, um, uh, I, I, you know, if you, I don't know exactly what your, your trip, your journey, uh, you know, uh, to, what you did there. But I, I'm guessing that in your experience in the different temples, because people, they go to Egypt and they think all there is are the pyramids. <laughs> And, and it's like the pyramids are, I mean, while they're powerful and amazing, uh, 
they're they're still the tip of the iceberg you yeah. know and the temples it's like the diff oh man i mean yeah. the temples are just extraordinary and the activations i when people come on the on my journeys i guarantee to them that they will have an activating transformative experience yeah and i guarantee that that'll happen that the the person that they are when they go is not going to be the person that they are when yeah, they come back absolutely it's so powerful i mean the first time i went was in 2019 uh -huh. and the the changes that happened internally for me continued over the next like four years until I went again yeah months ago and yeah I know that there's still a lot processing and integrating from this recent trip as well yeah oh uh, and it'll yeah it'll continue for quite some time yeah. it'll continue continue till you go back again <laughs> yeah I, I feel like I need to go yearly <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, maybe we should talk, maybe we should collaborate sometime and, and do a journey together. Because yeah. I, I always have, uh, you know, most always, not always, but, but oftentimes I, I'll have a, a co-conspirator with me, you know. <laughs> it just adds another element to the experience. Yeah. That's, that's for another topic for another time. Yeah. Let's get into what exactly holographic sound healing is and how that differs from you know sound healing is becoming very popular which i think is it great is. and it speaks to what you were saying earlier about that shift that happened in 99 and right now at this moment we're also going through a huge shift energetically mm -hmm. a lot is happening astrologically and with the solar flares and the energy that's coming in so it's beautiful to see how many people are being called to sound because i'm seeing a yeah. lot of that happening but holographic sound is something specific. It's not just playing the balls. Right. It's, it's holographic sound is very specific. It's, it's a technique in the application of sound in that it's a blending of sound and sacred geometry. And through the geometries, we're able to open the sound up into its multidimensional form. And when we do that, we literally hit every level of consciousness. And so nothing, no, no stone left unturned. Uh, we're able to go to the deepest realms with the holographic sound. And the beauty of, of holographic sound is it's, it's, not, it's not determined by crystal bowls. It's not necessarily, it's not determined by the voice. Any instruments can be used in the application of holographic sound. The, the reason that I focus more on the voice and on the crystal bowls is because both we are living energies. And the, you know, the voice, it's like there's, you know, let's say you're, you're working with, with someone or with a group and you might have instruments, you might have crystal bowls, but yet there are certain frequencies that those instruments or crystal bowls just can't quite hit. But when you bring the voice in, you can hit everything. You can bend that note to whatever frequency needs to be brought through for the intentions for the healing that's requested. Sound is extremely powerful no matter how it's used. But the holographic sound is a hundredfold more powerful than 
than using sound in its what I refer to as its more linear method as what we've experienced over really over several thousand years. Since those early days in Egypt, we haven't been able to use sound, as I mentioned earlier, in that in this holographic form. So it's been on a more linear level. Mm -hmm. And so as we move back into this higher vibrational energy, now we're opening the sound up into its greatest potential. And that's holographically, holographic sound, and that we are holographic in nature. Our physical bodies, our universe is holographic. Mm -hmm. And so it makes total sense to be able to utilize the sound in its holographic form as well, because that way, there's, a, like I said earlier, there's no stone unturned. We're able to hit every level of consciousness when we're opening the sound up with the geometries. So that's the difference. Uh, what I really enjoyed about doing the training with you was that you provide like a really specific framework of specific mm -hmm. energy techniques to use as you're using sound. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are very specific steps in, and, and they're not hard. Sometimes a, a little bit in the beginning, it's like just getting a grasp but they're truly, they're not hard. I mean, you know, once, once you bring them into your, your memory, it's, it's easy to apply the techniques to literally to everything in your daily life. You know, um, it's, it's hard to explain the difference. It's so much easier to just experience it. Yeah. You know, I, I do, um, you know, people do what, what they call sound baths all the time. I'm, I'm not crazy about that term, but that's personal. Um, what I refer to uh, when I offer meditations or concerts, uh, I refer to them as holographic sound experiences. And I, I'll do, when I'm at home, which my home is in Austin, Texas, at least currently, uh, I, I'm really thinking about Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think once you've been there, you'll be convinced. <laughs> um, but when I'm home and not traveling, I do monthly, I'll do a holographic sound meditation experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, I've got one tonight. And um, I have people that, and they're, they're, nowadays, there are lots of, of uh, sound baths that go on around town. Um, and I'll have people that have done sound baths of various sorts with different, you know, different people presenting them and so on. And they come experience the holographic sound. And, uh, you know, the response is, wow, you know, there's just, there's no comparison. It, it takes you so much deeper yeah. than than sound, just the sound as we've known it in the past. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, uh, we've got your workshops coming up in South Africa, which I'm really excited about. Uh, so for anyone who is interested, if you're in South Africa, we're doing them in April, one in Joburg, one in Cape Town. Uh, which is a really amazing opportunity because normally to be able to do something like this in person, you would have to fly to the States. <laughs> it's true. Or yeah. 
somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you also mentioned that you're busy writing a book about Hollywood oh, I am. sound. Yeah. I am. And in fact, it's almost completed. I hope to launch it uh, within the next uh, probably uh, end of March. Maybe I'll have it done by the time I'm in South Africa uh, and have it have it ready. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is something that's been in the works for t- over 20 years. You know, and what I mean by that is 20 years ago, the masters got on me about the, the Hathors. I, I work really closely with Archangel Michael and and other masters that have had influence on the training such as and if you're familiar with the ascended masters uh, such as lord melchizedek uh, the divine mother uh, in in her presence as isis and as mother mary um, as kuan yin and uh, also thoth who's who's sometimes referred to as thoth the atlantean a uh, very big presence in early Egypt, as well as the Hathors having a very big presence in Egypt. So, I, in in the book, I I talk about uh, I talk about these these beings and their influence, but I also talk about uh, many other things around holographic sound, uh, uh, expressing and and opening up to your light body, which we all have. It's just a matter of activating it, you know, and bringing it online for us. Um, And that's something that that I go into in the book as well. And it it gives you a really powerful overview of holographic sound, where it comes from, uh, what it does, where it's all, you know, what what it's about, um, how we get there and and what's the next step. So it's it's coming very very soon awesome. uh, I've, so and I'm looking forward to that I've I've done other I've written other and done other publications but this this book is um, very special to me yeah. and and I hope it uh, is able to really offer a powerful message for others mm-hmm. and how we can really accelerate our vibration. And it's all about moving into the fifth dimension, into fifth dimensional consciousness. And that's consciousness and physically moving our our physical being into fifth dimensional awareness and consciousness. And from there, you know, we just keep going. Mm. Can we go a little bit more into the Hathors? Because I've always been really interested in this because my my spiritual journey has been very experiential and intuitive rather than um, you know just studying and looking at what other people are saying it's more about what I've experienced myself Uh Um, so you know when I speak about Isis or Hathor it's not because I read about it somewhere it's because I had a, a lived experience of it when I first came across you and holographic sound and I went onto your website and I saw that you work with the Hathors, I was really like, I think that's sort of like what drew me to you and really intrigued me because it was not very long after I'd been to Egypt and I started having these experiences. So I'd love to know from you, your perspective from working with them, like who are the Hathors? Where do they come from? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Hathors, again, they're, they're known as masters of sound and love. 
currently residing, most of them residing in the fifth dimension, some beyond. And they were invited several hundred thousand years ago, invited, they're not from Earth. They come from their own planet, their own universe. And they were invited by the Ascended Master, Sanat Kamara. And Sanat Kamara, uh, one, being a Venusian, also he is the Ascended Master that is said to work with Earth and humans longer than any others that we know of. And sometimes he's referred to as the Ancient of Days. Mm-hmm. And I guess because he's been around a long time. And uh, he invited the Hathors to come work with us. And through the journey with the Hathors, they first went to Sirius and they trained with dolphins and whales. And from there on to Venus and from Venus to Earth. And a lot of times in the sound work that I'm doing, the whales and dolphins will come through as a result of this training that the Hathors experienced. I've been working with them for a long time. I didn't know who I was working with Mm -hmm. at first until sometime in the 90s, more mid to latter 90s, I discovered it's like, oh, (laughs) that's who these guys are. And so, and they, you know, they've been so instrumental in various parts of my life. I I was uh, early in my sound work and I was doing... I had done some really weird business shifts and uh, I started this manufacturing company and I was living in Los Angeles at the time. And um, I was manufacturing temporary tattoos. (laughs) And um, I had gotten out of healthcare, at least semi out of healthcare, and I started this other business. And shortly down the road, I was doing graphics with the business and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, this is so under my potential. I can't believe this, you know. And so I'm sitting on my couch in my house. And the Hathors came in and said, don't you realize that we helped orchestrate this this work for you? Because it gives you so much free time. I could do like five or six, seven jobs a year and be fine, you know, and make plenty of money to be able to, you know, to enjoy my life. And so they gave me this message and said, and they said, this, this allows you so much extra free time for you to develop your sound work. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I got it. So, uh, you know, I was then at peace with it and continued on the point is is that they are they have been so instrumental in my evolution and they're also really fun you know they're they're like uh they like to goof around they like to have a good time they're androgynous in their nature but they present themselves in a masculine form or a feminine form and they have offspring they have children so a lot of times in a training the children will show up as well and and hang out and be with us while we're doing the holographic sound work they do you you just perceive them as a presence and energy or do you see like can you say what they look like do you see them some sometimes both Mm -hmm. you know i i they're they're always around they're always with me because they're they're like my big brothers and sisters you know and um 
So they're always present. And sometimes I will see them in kind of a physical form, still a, a kind of like a blending of, of physical and etheric in their presence. And other times I'll just feel their presence, uh, maybe sense a, you know, a light energy around me uh, or like a, like, a vi like a visual light energy around me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll, I'll sense and, and see and feel them in various ways. And they, again, they, they really are fun. You know, they, they like to have a good time. Mm -hmm. They'll, I, I, when I lived in Los Angeles, I used to meet with this group. Uh, it, we, it was our little private meditation group, you know, and we would do different things. We'd meet, uh, you know, a couple times a month. And again, this was back in the nineties. And, um, so it was a responsibility of one of us to bring different music that we, we would use for our meditations. And so I brought this particular music uh, by this guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but his name is Andreas Volenweider. Nice. And he, he does this really unusual music and it's all instrumental, but it's, it's trippy. It's really trippy and it's a little bit faster pace than you would normally meditate to. So I put this on and everybody was like, well, okay, we'll go with it. And so we get into this particular song that, that comes up and uh, on the tape, <laughs> on, a, on the cassette tape. And um, so it's, it's a, a fairly fast moving sound and, and I'm right in the middle of meditation and we're in a circle and I, I look up and I get a vision and the Hathors have, they have joined together and made a circle around our circle and they're all dancing around doing the, you know, the Egyptian dance, yeah. you know, <laughs> around our circle. And it's like, and I just start laughing, you know, it's like, cause they, they're, they're just goofing with me, you know, mm. and they're just, they're a kick. They're so much fun to work with. And I, interestingly enough, most of the ascended masters are, you know, they're not serious. Like, yeah. you know, like a lot of people think, I mean, they can be, but yeah. they're, they're also fun as I think, well. I think we like to make life so serious and like make the spiritual journey so serious. And that's right. It should really be much more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they're really big on that. If we get too serious, they'll do things to lighten the energy, <laughs> you know, and bring laughter into the experience. Yeah. Awesome. So they're, they're fun. Do it. Sorry. <laughs> We're just having That's a, okay. a couple of technical blunders. Uh, yeah. Anyway, a moment. So I'm going to have to start repeat. again and re repeat. Now let's just think what I was saying. But anyway, I was saying that I loved listening to you sharing about that story. And I was smiling and nodding along because there were little pieces in it that are very synchronous with my own experience. And especially like I have a special connection with Sirius, which came about uh -huh. after my first trip to Egypt. And much like you described that you at first you didn't know who it was that you were working with. I also coming to the conclusion that it was Sirius that I was connecting with was this puzzle that I had to figure out. And I kept on getting little messages here, little messages there that would then point me at this and then point me at that. 
it's like following the little breadcrumbs until finally you figure it out and it clicks. And and then once it clicks, you're like, oh, of course, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. And in wrapping up our our uh, our moment in time here, uh, I just want to say it, it's holographic sound has transformed my life, and when people come and experience it and particularly get into the training, uh, it will transform your life as well because it just takes, it takes us to a whole new level. I mean, it literally takes us on the journey into the fifth dimension and that's evolution. That's ascension for us, for us humans, you know, and, um, so I in, I invite you to to come and experience it with us and uh, allow your consciousness to expand as well in this beautiful process. So I hope to see many of you in South Africa, in Joburg, and in Cape Town, mm -hmm. and uh, and also you know if you're here in the U.S. or Europe, come join us. You know, it's it's an extraordinary journey. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to having you here in person. And I've Me too. I've done the training online, but I'm excited to experience it in person as well. It's it's uh, you'll get a whole new twist yeah. to the experience. Yeah. For I mean, sure. the the online is great, but in person, it's you know, you can't beat it. Yeah, uh, I always, you know, especially being in South Africa and not always having access to in-person things. I'm always so grateful that we can do things online, but nothing beats in-person. 